How's it going, everybody? This is Ed Clay. I'm here with Melanie Sinclair. Hello. And we are Freedom Cartel. Another day, another dollar in Cashville, Tennessee. You got that right. Chilling in Nashville, Tennessee. Ah. You need to be a rapper. Yes, a rapper. A rapper. So what's been going on? Anything exciting? Uh, Valentine's. When was Valentine's Day? Uh Uh-oh. You're in trouble with your girl. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a while ago, though. That was like two weeks ago, wasn't it? Last week. Was it? Yeah, like six days ago. Was it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> I did. I did my Valentine thing. It just seemed like a long. It's been a long week then. But wow. I think your Valentine came in town before Valentine. Yes, that's probably why your Valentine was yes she a did early. It was a, an early Valentine's Day present. But uh, so Valent, what, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Well, you know, you got to go to school and do the Valentine's Day party, and and mm. um, both grandmothers went to to the class to see the Valentine's Day party and. Then we went to uh, go get our nails done, all the girls. So uh, we drank wine and had our nails done, and then John and I went out to dinner. We had a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were on the road. I forget. We were in, uh, oh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for Valentine's Day. So you did a little train, planes, and automobile, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Who was your pillow for Valentine's Day? Um, Hopefully you're by yourself. My pillow for Valentine's Day. Well, yeah, I was on the bus, you know. I went to sleep. I don't remember really exactly what I did. It was obviously a, an uneventful day. Obviously, because uh, you don't even you didn't even know it was Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, I did. I just, like I said, it seemed like a, a, a little longer ago, and my girlfriend's in uh, Texas, so I was like, eh, whatever. Send her some flowers, and that was it. You sent her flowers? Of course. That's good. Well, I mean, I'd be in the doghouse if I didn't. Yeah, you would be. You know? Absolutely. Got to take care of things, you know what I'm saying? And I'd have to say I'd have to help her, you know, if you had not given her a Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been a good thing. Yeah, no, no. It would not have been. I would have to hold you down and let her throw the punches. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I would have to put a mouthpiece in. I don't want to get punched anymore. Are you ever being punched? Oh, well, no, actually, I don't mind. I, I like boxing a lot. It's very enjoyable. And I've been doing it since I was about 13 years old, so it's kind of like riding a bike for Second me. nature. Yeah. it's uh, People You've don't really there. get it. People are like, oh, well, you know, oh, I could box. Like, no, no, you mm. can't box. Come you got to get used to being hit. Come on now, you can't box. Yeah. People see me box, and they'll see me actually get hit uh, a few times. Like, oh, what's I'm like, no, no, I, I'm used to get. I actually know how to get hit, so it's not like you getting hit. Right, right. It's I'm I'm actually taking a punch to uh, get inside, get, get give a better punch sometimes. You know. Oh wow. There's there's tricks to doing that. So. So you got people, the T-shirt. Uh, you've been there, done it. Got the T-shirt to prove it. I got a lot of. T- I have my own T-shirts. Yeah, you got to goes. prove it. I have my own boxing gloves and hand wraps and product designs and. Uh, yeah, I had two products from in, with my martial arts uh, uniform company that are, are now like staples uh, weaves for geese that I designed. Nice. So the other day I had a gee come in and I'm like, oh, this is nice. They call it they call it the pearl. And I'm like, huh. you know where that name came from? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I said it came from a conversation <laughs> with my Valentine's mom. Day. <laughs> yeah, I was I, well, I was looking for a unique Boy. name. Uh, 
nobody was ever putting good names on the products. I'm like, you know, Nike has the the Nike uh, Air, you know, and yeah, the were Nike Air Jordans, and it was you know they always had the names for the shoes, the cross chain, this, and I'm like. Why don't people do that with specific weaves for martial arts geese? And so the first weave that I had designed was called the platinum weave. It's like it's called the platinum weave, the best weave. That sounds like something you get at a beautician place. Right. Uh, at the platinum weave. <clears throat> yeah. So we did the platinum, and then we did the pearl. And who came up with the pearl? Me. Oh. Mm-hmm. And if- then we did. Uh, I did the gameness air, which was the lightest gi on the market for a while. It's kind of like a. You know how the different government organizations have the race to arms, the, let's arm right. ourselves with the, it was the race to have the lightest gi. And I'm like, huh, there's nothing lighter than air, bitches. This is the air. air. And it was the lightest for a long time, and it's very, very close still. I'm not sure. I mean, that there could have been some companies in the last two years that have come up with a lighter gi, but it'll be within eh, probably a quarter pound of the lightest. So, yeah, I've seen some of the geese in the the cone material. Um, uh, honeycomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those look uh, pretty neat. Yeah, they're okay. I, they're not the strongest things ever. The, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like, how do you go light without getting ripped? Yeah, I mean, specific uh, weave. It comes down to the weave, actually, because you think about how a material is put together. Uh, if a material doesn't have the reinforcement and it doesn't have a design, kind of like a, a building design to with, right. withstand like a bomb or something, you know. Uh, it's designed to with, withstand uh, the, the stress of uh, a fire or a bomb or whatever. Same thing with the gi. It's designed to uh, withstand the pulling and tugging that goes along with it. And generally, the, the first thought was that the heavier, the better, you know. But then you started looking at weaves and you start realizing, oh, wait a second. It's just like uh, the building designs. We can design this weave, you know, different and have it, uh, you know, combined at a certain angle and certain way, and it can be a lot lighter and still stronger. So I had the lightest gi in the world, but it's still probably the strongest gi or up there with them. Well, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like, to they really like to work out in really hot temperatures, mm-hmm. like um, – greenhouse kind of stuff I, I mean know, like right? <laughs> like like sweat the you know Delore. so mm-hmm. yeah so the the lighter i would imagine would be better for the fighter yeah. just in the fact that of the the heat that y'all like to train in absolutely yeah so it's it's good times and uh yeah so I, i'm a big fan of, of things like that the, the pearl and the platinum and I'm All still I'm stuff. still scratching my head on the pearl. We'll have to have here, a conversation about that. Here, here's an interesting uh, analogy, or you can at least see what it's like. Uh, naming a, a gi or a product is a lot like, uh, although it, it could be used for bad, it's a lot like a government naming a incident or a bill in a positive light. For instance, the Patriot Act. Oh, man, yeah, it sounds like it's a great thing. Exactly. Right? Like the Patriot Act should have been called the Act to Repeal the Fourth Amendment. And if it was called... The act to repeal the Fourth Amendment, uh, nobody would have been for it. But they made it a patriotic thing. Like, you're more American by giving up your rights. You're more American by giving this idiotic thing away. Go ahead and give up all of your rights. Uh, and, and you're patriotic by doing it. My God. I mean, that's straight out of Hitler's playbook. That's why um, we're considered terrorists instead of patriots now. I mean, oh yes. the idea of what is used to be a patriot is now we are... Pretty much going to be a terrorist, right? Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, for, for being a patriot or supporting uh, the United States Constitution, Yeah, which is what our country is founded on, 
is now yeah you're, we're now considered um, well we're, we're now like watched as possible domestic terrorists which is uh, that's okay I hope they like the view yeah right <laughs> it's, it's amazing I mean yeah just think about that that, that is right uh, the patriots are now uh, consider the terrorists. They redefined and, patriots with the Patriot Act, and really. Who, and, and quite frankly, the ones that I consider the uh, terrorists are considered the patriots now. I mean, you got guys. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's what it is. I mean, I had a conversation the other night. I was at, uh, I forget where I was with my buddy Adrian. This girl was talking about, uh, you know, how she worked on the Democratic Party. I was like, oh, cool. She asked me what I, I was. I said, well, you know, I'm, I guess technically Republican, but I'm really libertarian. So this libertarian party doesn't have any any teeth to it, you know. And uh, you know, she starts going on and on, and then she said, "Oh, I think I'm a libertarian too." I was like, "Oh, cool." We start talking, and she said that she had no idea. It's a typical uh, American citizen who thinks they know something and have no clue of what it really means. And so uh, she was, she said the New Deal was the best thing that ever happened to America, and. Uh, She's very, very pro-government. And I'm like, wait a second. That's not a libertarian idea. They want to guarantee that they can live. That's what the government's there for. It's a, it's a backup plan when their dumbasses fail in life. And that's what uh, they look for. It. But I had a similar conversation with a fellow <clears throat> Obama supporter person that we know. Matter of fact, yesterday... Mm. And we talked about uh, this whole gun thing. She's like, oh, yeah, the assault weapons should be banned and this, that, and the other. And I just sat there and listened to it go on and on and on. And then finally I was just like, first of all, you know nothing about guns. If you think that this AR-15 is any worse than, you know, the judge or a 9 millimeter, you know, you really don't need to be talking about it. You don't really need to, you know, have a say on that. Um, but at the same time, I said, okay, this is the deal. Please tell me, as an American citizen, so my, my family on both sides founded this country. So please tell me, as a patriot, where I'm supposed to trust my government when my government has defined me as a terrorist. Why should I be handing over my AR 14, 15, whatever. What, why should I do that? And they're like, well, what do you mean? What do you mean you've been defined as a terrorist? I'm like, well, I think I fit like 9 out of the 10 or something, 8 out of the 10. I was like, the only one I didn't fit was like go blow something up for religious purposes. And I was like, I think that was the only one that I didn't fit. And I was like, you know, pro-Constitution, pro-Bill of Rights, you know, pro-this, pro-that, pro-Bible, being a Christian. I mean, it was just this whole line. It's like, God, that's like everybody I know. So now that you know this, because that's what's the problem is that these people are, they're too lame and, and I don't want to say stupid. Um, I think they've been hypnotized. Um, but they just don't stop to think and see what's going on. I mean, they, it's like, you know, we've talked about this before. It's like Tennessee versus Vanderbilt. You know, they just want to be on the team, you know, mm. the Obama team. Right. And they don't really understand what that stands for or with bush i mean oh I, yeah well the, the republicans are just as bad as the democrats you know i'm a little disappointed in in how the republicans act because you know uh, right now they're just bashing obama but it's 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 weak to me their arguments they want to they are weak. If they want to bash principle do it but have your own principle but don't just bash to bash it's it's just 
it's just fruitless. We're in yeah. a fruitless argument. So what did she say? Well, she said, she was like, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't, I'll have to look that up. I mean, mm. just absolutely had no idea that, you know, Napolitano, Janet Napolitano had uh, declared what is to be an American is to be a terrorist, to mm. be watched. And it's like, so please tell me in your argument on why I shouldn't have my gun, why am I supposed to give you my gun now that I've been coined as a terrorist? Now, what what sense does that make? And then I'm like, you know me. I'm not I'm not going to be going out and shooting people. I have better things to do. I'm just not that kind of person. Now, if they want to bring the fight to my living room, then I guess we got a different ball game. But, you know, I'm not going out and looking for trouble. Now, mm-hmm. why should I be? And she was like, you know what? You're right because, you know, you've got all you know different kinds of friends. You know, your friends come from all walks of life. I know that about you. I'm really surprised that, that you know, you would be considered what is uh, a terrorist. And I'm like, well... <laughs> Honey, that's you too, not just me. I mean, you know, uh, I think that, you know, quite frankly, actually, it's probably not her because I think that she's uh, looks at herself as a realist. You know, that's the new Obama term. They call mm-hmm. themselves a realist, and um, and you know, they keep saying, uh, and I've heard this too from Obama people that the Constitution is just an old document; it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and in that case, and that means that we can do whatever uh, the hell we want to do. Well, that means if we're going to interpret it that way, then that means that um, white people can't be slaves, but everybody else can be mm-hmm. uh, under that philosophy. Um, so there are just a lot of things that we can interpret differently with their own realist philosophy of the Constitution being an old document. Now, do I think that everybody should be slaves? No. But if they're going to throw up that argument where the Constitution is just an old document doesn't mean anything, then that's what then that's exactly what you're saying. You're saying that white people should not be slaves. But Indians and black people and any other, uh, you know, race should be a slave because that's what the Constitution, you know, is prohibiting our government from enslaving people under their interpretation. So I don't know. I mean, it's, a, it's just a, it's a complete uh, word game that they're playing. We've got more. I got more examples of that. I'll have to find it. You'll have to chat while I look it up. But uh, there's more stuff uh, on the fact that they, you know, um, how they determine what amendments mean in the Constitution. And but their whole biggest argument is a house of cards. If the Constitution is an old piece of document, then that causes a lot of problems for a lot of people. Well, and and here's here's the thing. Once you start understanding what it really means to be a free human being you start realizing how you're not free and an interesting thing is that you know america uh has a pretty decent setup compared to the rest of the world on being fairly free now there's other countries uh that in my opinion are a lot more free in the sense that you can do what you want to do but you just don't want to run into the police at all because you never know what you're going to get. Uh, right? That's true. So, but it is very, very free. In a lot of those situations, you can, you know, they have payoffs and all this stuff, you know, that's not uh, ethical 
in any way, but it's just kind of how business is done in certain other countries. But when you start looking at the state, and when I mean the state, I mean the government, when you start looking at the state and understanding that all the state is, all the government is, is a monopoly of force and power, and that our work, every single bit of it, uh, technically is owned by the government. The, the only thing is the government gets to choose how much of it they want to take. So the government is the one that is choosing how much work, uh, how much of our work goes to them, how much of the fruits of our labor goes to them. So just by that idea, we're not truly free individuals. We're being forced. If we don't pay taxes, they come to our house with guns and put us in a jail cell, take the money out of our bank so they technically steal it, but because it's legal, it's not stealing. Now, we would think it's theft. If somebody comes, if someone were to come rob you and steal your money with a gun, you would think it's theft. But if the government does it because they have a badge, we think it's okay. Right. I mean, taxation is theft. We've just been trained and conditioned to, to like it because that's what, they, that's what they need. They need us to like it. That's why they're keeping us in the dark on this debt. I mean, $16.2 trillion in debt or more, more now. But, you know, $16, 17000000000000 trillion in debt, somebody's going to have to pay for that eventually. It's not, it may not be us. It's, it's going to be the next generation. But do we want to leave our kids? The average American now, per capita now, is 56000 or 52. something like that. 52000 Per person. Uh, per person in America. Uh, Which I love how they say that. It's 52000 per person in America. But really, the amount of people that actually pay taxes anyway, mm-hmm. I mean, it would be a lot more for those that actually pay taxes. <clears throat> yes. It, it's 52000 for those who don't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. So it's a lot more for us. But, I mean, that's, that's, a, lot, that's a lot of money. And, and so, basically, people are being born... Uh, dug into a hole. Here's what I don't understand. If we find out the entire system is corrupt and fraudulent, why do we have to agree to pay off our debt? I don't understand it. If we know it's all fraud, if you and I didn't agree to this mess and we never agreed to it and we were kicking and screaming saying, hey, this is ridiculous and we, we do not support the representatives in our office, and we don't support all these drone strikes that are going on. We don't support any of this stuff. Why are we liable to, to have to pay that debt back from the money that we borrowed and spent that we didn't have? Because it's not us. It's the money that the government borrowed and spent that they didn't have. I say we default on our debt. Put jobs back in America. Drop the minimum wage. Open up the different environmental uh, hurdles that uh, have been put in front of us, clear them out, uh, allow a free market in the oil business, a true free market, allow uh, a free market in alternative energies, get the government out of it. The government's holding this back. Can you just imagine if Andrew Carnegie had to deal with this crap when he was trying to put down the railways all over the nation? No. I mean, he would have never like the whole industrial revolution was because of that that was because of the railway system the government was not in his business they figured out how to tie this thing up and still prices dropped 
I mean, that's what did it. It was our, it was our steel. It was the railways. That's what blew up America into the power that it is today. That's why we were able to be so innovative. We ran that. We ran one of the biggest industries in the world. How about your gas prices? Well, yeah, gas prices are really high. And now, I mean, saying within five years, the United States is going to be the largest exporter of uh, oil, right? In the now, world. I don't know how that's possible when that we can't even drill off of our coast. They Fracking. Getting, Fracking. Uh, we figured out how to frack. Didn't they just do that anti-frack movie to try to make it sound like it's something horrible? Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fight. Uh, I don't know the right answer for this. I really don't. Not, not in the situation that it's in right now because in a, in a free market per se, <clears throat> at least for America, the way that I see it, you would have uh, you know strict environmental laws when it came to if you do damage to somebody else's property, if you do damage to somebody else. Right. So, I mean, that would be a, uh, you know, that would be the test to see if you were charged criminally or having to pay huge fines. It wouldn't be based on all this government bureaucracy, but it would definitely get America out of a hole right now. I mean, we need, um, you know, we need this oil, but we have to stop being, being so dependent on it. We really do. Well, I mean, hold on a second. This, that's the thing is that I kind of disagree with the environmentalist on this. This world burns oil every day without mm-hmm. us burning oil. Uh, that whole oil spill out in the Gulf, I didn't really see what the big deal was. Everybody's running mm-hmm. around going, oh, my God, it's an ungodly amount. I'm like, well, yeah, but there, there's a whole ecosystem at the bottom of the ocean that it, that's what they do is that they eat oil. And where do you think – what happens when, you know, up under the, the ocean when you have a shift in plates up under there? What do you think comes up out of that, uh, you know, in, into the ocean? I mean – we're saturated in oil. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, but but the idea. I don't know the science behind it. I really don't. So it's, I, it's not something that I, I would speak on in, in detail. But I think that the idea that if you create a, a giant oil spill, uh, or if you if you create a giant oil spill, you should be completely responsible for cleaning it up and there should be major penalties and, and, and fines for that. I mean they're dumping Agreed, but our government went and used a poison that's banned all over the world in order to sink the oil to the bottom of the ocean. Why would you go and poison the ocean? Unless they're trying to get rid of the ocean as far as like little critters and stuff in there and make it worse but I mean we're the only country in the world I can't even remember the name of that it was so long ago where there was a poison that they used to put it they didn't want the media to see that po- that oil floating on top so you know they went out there and put uh, all sorts of you know toxic chemicals uh, in the water to make the oil disappear to the bottom so was the oil really the worst thing that, could, that that was happening, or was it the American cleanup that, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, your tensions are great in the fact of cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good, thing, good example of, of good intentions. Gone bad. Yeah, gone bad. And, you know, with the, with the, oil, with, with the oil companies, I, mean, I would love for the United States and for the rest of the world, for that matter, to, to use a different form of energy. Um, the interesting thing behind all of this is I, I think that a free market would solve this problem. I think that if government would get out of the way, if government would uh, get out of the way completely when it came to trying to, 
trying to be involved in clean energy or renewable energy because what happens is once the government picks something that they like, and they could be wrong, but once they pick that, they're stuck with that. And they just, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. When there's other great forms that, that could be utilized. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a challenge to find the, the right energy source. Yeah, but I mean, so far we are like totally, I mean, they're totally failing at it. I mean, if you look at the windmills, the windmills are, are, are killing birds. There are other issues with windmills people have. Um, you look at the uh, the the light bulbs, uh, those you know mm. the the Maz Hat light bulbs. Those are now uh, causing cancer on people. Oh, really? I know well, that. yeah, because of the well, coating that they put on it uh, is supposed to keep that from happening. And if you they tested every <laughs> light bulb uh, that they had produced, and they all had minute cracks in the in, in the shell. <laughs> So, yeah, it's basically when you're using those, you're turning them on, and you're putting out cancerous stuff into your house. Well, you, you just figure that the government got involved in the light bulbs, and it was a, it was a, great, uh, a great job in the Senate a couple of years ago when Rand Paul uh, uh, interviewed the environmental person, uh, you know, talking about his light bulbs not working and his toilet not working and them costing more, but they still don't work. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he said, like, good intentions, but a lot of times we have good intentions that end badly. That was a good speech he did. Oh, that was awesome. But, yeah, no, it's just a, it's it's somewhat of a nightmare right now when it comes to uh, the government's involvement in the environment. They, uh, They won't allow innovation and and the thing is i agree that we have to get off oil eventually we absolutely have to get off oil and i don't think that we could do it as if the oil companies still had all that power i think that the government just has to get out of the way though because if the government's going to allow the oil companies to do what they want to do then the government has to allow everybody else to do what they want to do so there's going to be some competition and what happens when the government picks favorites uh it's an uneven playing field there's no competition because it's not fair you're constantly getting smashed down. There's big money involved, you know. If somebody gets an extra $50 million on a uh, $10 billion deal, the $50 million isn't even really seen. It's like, oh, where did it go? Some guy, mm-hmm. some banker. It's just, it's just too much money involved uh, for the government to allow uh, special treatment for these companies. And that's exactly, exactly what they do. And or they'll no. regulate or audit the other com- competitors completely out of existence. You got it. So and somebody else can win. Yeah, and they also like to think about this. And I think it was 1906, Nikola Tesla created uh, free energy, basically. He was able to light up the city of New York. With How a, long did he live? Well, he lived for a long time. Have you ever studied Tesla? Mm-mm, no. Oh, my God. I know, I know of him. He's the greatest scientist ever. Yeah. Um, but he, he created free energy. And he, was, he had J.P. Morgan as his investor, right? And J.P. Morgan was heavily invested in the uh, energy field, and he knew that they would wipe it out. I mean, can you imagine if you had a, a box the size of uh, that book right there that could light up the city of New York? And so he had the building burned down. Uh, I was going to say something had to have happened oh, yeah, they, to they, him. They, they, they destroyed they it. They burned, burned the building down. Uh, uh, he, Nikola Tesla also uh, made the light bulb. Um, he worked for Thomas Edison. And he's the inventor of the light bulb. It wasn't Edison. It was Tesla. Tesla's the, the most brilliant mind that we've ever used. And he was actually using some interesting things. He was using some, some like, seances and some uh, uh, higher, you know, higher callings. And uh, reading, reading old excerpts of him, he had uh, 
I believe he was a schizophrenic because he you know he'd hear voices and things like that. Uh, and I think that though, if if you look at a lot of the successful people, they'll tell you that they meditate and they do um, almost rituals like that. If you look at Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, his original version is not uh, what's published. They they were afraid to publish it because he was talking about being in a complete seance type state uh, at the round table with J.P. Morgan, um, uh, Andrew Carnegie, and all these people giving him advice and taking their advice from a spirit world and bringing it down to the regular world. And um, that was written in 1936. Andrew Carnegie gave Napoleon Hill 30 seconds to decide if over the next 20 years he wanted to fall around the wealthiest people in the world and figure out their commonalities. And that's... 1936, the book Thinking Grow Rich was written, and that's his original version was about that. And Carnegie did that, J.P. Morgan did that, all those guys did that. Uh, the book is amazing. I mean, it really is a great book. It's one of the one of the best books uh, on the planet, if you ask me. Well, yeah, that uh, is very interesting. But um, to go back to what I was talking about earlier, and the way that the government kind of, you know, they go into the Constitution and they decide. You know, you've got these Supreme Court judges that sit up there, and they, they're going to do determine or decipher, you know, what the founding fathers meant. And there's this great article. Um, you can get it on www.breachbangclear.com, and it's called Gun Control, the Best Op-Ed Ever. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a, a facetious article uh, basically saying, okay, well, we're going to agree to what these people are saying says, we've changed our minds on gun control. We're for gun control and a ban on high-capacity massacre tactical assault magazine ban. It took us a while to come to that conclusion, but we have. In fact, upon further consideration, we're going to abolish the Second Amendment completely. The Founding Fathers, may they sit at the right hand of God, wrote it with muskets in mind. While we're at it, we're going to clarify the 13th Amendment. From now on, it will only count for white people. No white people can be slaves. It will be okay for black people to be slaves because, you know, when the Constitution was originally written, black people weren't even people. In fact, neither were Indians, really. We may need to address it further. Also, we're going to do some work cleaning up the First Amendment. Obviously, they never intended for it to count towards Mormons, Scientologists, or pretty much anything that's come along in the last two centuries. We're also going to change the wording so it reads freedom from religion rather than freedom of religion. That would be more in line with the way so many people are interpreting it these days. We will leave the Third Amendment alone because grunts in your house means all your food is eaten, your booze swilled, dog pregnant, and trash can kicked over. Additionally, we're repealing the Ninth Amendment completely. No one is paying any attention to it anyway. You don't even want to know what we're going to do with the, the Supremacy Clause. If you are wondering whether we're serious versus being sarcastic or cynical, you probably should just quit reading our blog and go back to the window licking. <laughs> it was just a, it was a, a good article, but that's kind of the, the argument that these people are, you know... Um, that, that you know that these realists are saying you know the constitution is just an old document well, and it's like well you know if you want to throw it all out the window then you know let, let, let's uh let's redefine that then that that's what we you know and, and I, hey, you know what i would be all for 
uh, getting a new constitution that clarified my rights uh, that was on the same outline as that right now that didn't have too many words that, that explained, for instance, that the First Amendment is freedom uh, of religion, but everyone has the right to believe in whatever they want to believe, and we have no right to get involved in their life. Uh, absolutely, that people can always tape government officials, um, and they can tape uh, wherever they want as long as it's not a private person uh, you know, within their property, you know, those, those type of things. I would like to say that the Second Amendment is uh, main purpose is to rise up against a tyrannical government if they get too powerful, and it's our duty as American citizens to uh, you know follow that when we see it happens, and we will need our guns when they come to get them. Or the Fourth Amendment says that no matter what, even if it makes, uh, even if there's a good argument for it, they do not have a right to search your out your house without a search warrant from a judge, not just a magistrate, but a, a, an official elected judge in your house, you know, no matter what, you do have a right to a speedy trial. It's not this two-year crap, three-year crap that Brad, Bradley Manning had to go through, although his, he's, yeah. he's, he's military, so it is is a little different. But, you know, I yeah, I would like to rewrite the Constitution and the Bill of Rights uh, just to clarify the meaning of all of those things. And let's go back um, to the original intent now. They, they're talking about the First Amendment and, and the founders being overly religious and things like that. I get it. But if you read some old Thomas Jefferson, uh, you can see, I mean, part of the reason he put in there, all men are created equal, uh, that was based on freeing the slaves. He wanted to free the slaves. Uh, that, that, was, that was part of the idea in the Declaration of Independence. It's something that he actually tackled. Uh, you know, he, he was grappling with, the, grappling with it. But no, absolutely. Let's let's go by let's go by the original uh, meaning of of the ones that wrote it, knowing that one day people were going to be truly free. That that it was eventually going to be going to that, and that uh, we did need freedom of religion to believe in whatever we wanted to uh, you know to believe in. I would I would love to clarify that. I'd I'd, I'd be all for it. And um, not under this administration, and certainly not under like a Bush administration. I would no more want to open up the Constitution for any sort of change with uh, these wolves in, in town. No, well, no. I, I'm just saying if we wanted to really, yeah. really do it, if, if, if I had Absolutely. my say in it, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I would also say that, that Congress shall pass no law. That Does it pertain to them? Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Congress yeah. shall, shall pass no law that says that we can't do something that doesn't physically hurt someone else. Unless it's fraud or, uh, you know, a little fraud or something like like that. Uh, well, they would all be in jail if we, you know, did that. I mean, con- Congress is full of fraud. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you do half the things that they do in Congress, you'd be in jail. Well, insider trading. Absolutely. I mean, the uh, the hypocrisy is is running deep. I wonder how how long that we have. The stock market is still going up. This summer is when it's going to all go down. You think so? Yeah. Well, you know we. I don't know. I, I would think that gas prices are going to skyrocket. Well, what, what happens if gas prices go up to? You $6 remember what a it was like here when we ran out of gas? I mean, we that Nashville then the, the the gas trucks stopped coming. There were miles of people waiting for gas, and people were having fist fights. People were doing the Dukes of Hazard 
over the bushes to get into gas stations and brake lines. I mean, it turned out to be quite a scene just over gas. Right. That was just to get to work the next morning or to get your children to school the next morning. And people were ready to have a, you know, a blowout over it. So I can't imagine what's going to happen when the Kroger truck can't (laughs) afford the gas to get to the stores uh, to feed, you know, all these um, dumbass people that don't even know how to, you know, plant a plant and grow it. I mean, you look at places like New York City, most of these people think that asphalt is grass, you know. I I know. They have no idea. They have no idea. No clue. And there's no way these people can survive. I mean, they they depend on the government. And that's kind of that mentality of our fellow friends um, is that, you know, the government is their backup plan. I mean, they depend on that Kroger truck coming up and giving them, you know, food. Well, and you figure 47% of American citizens now uh, are on food stamps. So, I mean, that's almost half Hell, i'm ready to get on food stamps at this point i, know, I mean if right? they keep up with this economy thing we're all gonna be on food stamps and homeless yeah that's true i mean it's it's because you don't own your land doesn't even matter if you, you pay it anything. off you don't own it you know no, and, the, and the government uh 47 that's huge i mean if you figure that 51 percent, 52 percent voted for obama <laughs> and 40 percent of those probably didn't uh or are on food stamps? I mean, what? I, I don't know if that's the right numbers. I'm just throwing stuff out there. But there's there's a large amount on the food stamps. That's it, it, give, it gives the Democrats it. a huge advantage in those elections. Well, that's what the problem with that mm-hmm. is. I mean, that's the thing is that the government can come in and tell you how to vote. And because yeah. your livelihood depends on you supporting that person that's giving you the food stamps. Well, and you know, but <clears throat> see, I don't blame the Democrats on this because it's always been known what they want. Mm-hmm. I blame the Republicans because the Republicans kept giving in and giving in and, uh, you know, uh, something that's against human virtue is what? Politics without principle. You can't have it. You cannot have politics without principle. And if you are just on the R or D side and you're just going and voting for the party because uh, it's it's what the party does and you forget what you stand for mm-hmm. you lose the country and we lost the country the Republicans are responsible for losing the country because they did lose their way I mean seeing what Karl Rove is doing right now I don't know if we lost our way or if there was a coup d'etat and I think that that's more oh, there was what a coup. It, I think it was a complete coup I think well, that the Democrats started running <clears throat> under the Republican ticket and calling themselves Republican and therefore that's where we get that rhino, sino conservative in name only well ju- just imagine this I want, I want to put this in perspective for you so George Bush uh, senior was the head of the CIA right, right before he was vice president mm-hmm 1980, he becomes vice president. 1988, he becomes president. Of course, they say once CIA, always CIA. So if you look at how that party was structured then, Reagan was on the conservative end of the Republican Party. George Bush was on the liberal end. He could have easily been Big a Democrat. Government. Mm-hmm. So he won, Reagan you know, picked him uh, because it, was, it would unite the party, and he looked strong in foreign policy too because this is obviously the director of the CIA so 1988 he's elected president he does some really shady things 2000 his son is elected president 
and 2016, his other son's going to run for president. So, so if other son runs for president, we're looking at uh, and wins. It's 2024 if he got eight years. So basically, you would have gone from 1980 to 2024 with the same freaking family. And that's what you're getting in 24 plus what? 20, 44-year run. I didn't realize that we were in some sort of monarchy. You better believe it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah. think about that. That's, 40, that's 44 years of the same ideas. It's, it, it, they're not fresh. It is. It's George Bush. So you talked about the Republican Party. Uh, there's a coup that happened. That's the coup right there. There, there it is, Melanie. That's the coup. That's when it's it George happened. George Bush. That is when it happened. I mean, it, it was bad. With I knew Nixon. it started with Reagan. It, it was bad with Nixon. But I had no but, idea. But if it was you look that. at that, that, that's it. I mean, I, I didn't really put it together until I, until you just said that. He said the coup. Like, oh well, here's the coup. Here's the here's the history. People don't like to look at history, uh, but I mean, it's these are the facts, mm-hmm. and that's that's what it is. Carl Rove right now is maneuvering to get all these big donors. Uh, up to push a candidate. You better believe it's going to be Jeb Bush. Wait a minute. They're talking about Cuomo. Can you believe that? Who's talking about Cuomo? Fox News is pushing Cuomo. They're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, he, when he runs for, for president, and it's like, Cuomo better well, not run for president. Well, are, there, are they in a positive light? Yeah. Well, no. and they're not saying it in a negative. That's for sure. Oh you know, if, if Cuomo oh my God. ran for president... I don't know. Uh, if, well, if he if he got elected, <laughs> I would I would leave. That that is the point where I would leave. I mean, that guy is like a he's scary. Oh my god, he's yeah. like a Nazi. Yes, no, it, that he's like that, Nazi on steroids. He, he is worse than Obama. You better yeah. believe it. I mean, he he's because the thing about Obama, Obama's smart, which kind of kind of scary. This guy's dumb, and he's just a, a bulldog. He's a yes man. Yeah, you get a dumb bulldog in there that just will do anything that doesn't believe in America because he doesn't believe in America. He doesn't believe in the people. No. And he they have to be regulated. You got to be told you can't have a ten ounce coke. Mm-hmm. The government's got to come in and tell you for that. the betterment of everyone. Right? Oh, now it's illegal to have styrofoam. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah, that's yeah. the next one. But yeah, that's that's the point. So yeah, I, yes, we the party was uh, hijacked by the Bush wing, the Carl Rove wing. Yes, exactly. And uh, so the, and, and the coup could take place. And can you imagine if the CIA had a had an idea if they had a plan to take over the country over the next 50 years because if they did they would have pulled it off mm. <laughs> well i mean didn't our government <laughs> just buy enough ammo to be able to have a war a war fought in this country well, yeah, for 24 years they've been doing that for a while but i'm just they're trying to i mean they, they they the fight would be epic um because it would really see i still believe in the will of the true Americans. I do believe that our country is special. I believe what it was founded on are, are special principles that made us the greatest country in the history of the world. Um, I believe that if we lose our principles, though, and we don't have those principles guiding us, those Bill of Rights guiding us, we're going yeah. to lose everything. And But I think that there, if, we're, if we're fighting for our country, defending the same principles that are, as our founders were defending, then, you know... It would be an epic, uh, an epic battle, and I just don't know if a lot of these people even believe in any of this stuff anymore. Well, well, I think that they've traded it. I mean, I think they've, you know, they've traded it for <clears throat> the Kroger truck and the FDA to tell them what is safe to put in their mouth and what it's not. I mean, there's no more self responsibility. Well, can you? I mean, like, like, okay, so if if that happened and they 
and they completely took over and pulled a, a Hitler type move. Because what, what gets me is everybody it says, "Oh, that could never happen here." And you know, Hitler. Uh, well, I mean, that was a that was a socialist nation. Germany was, and Hitler was not very long ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that he rose to power. So what's to say that somebody like him couldn't rise to power? People forget, 20th century, the number one cause of unnatural death in the world, number one cause was democide, governments killing their own people, and we got to wake up. I've got something on that, actually. Um, the Soviet Union established gun control in 1929. From 1929 to 1953, about 20 million dissidents unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated. Turkey established gun control in 1911. From 1915 to 1917, 1.5 million Armenians unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. Germany established gun control in 1938. From 1939 to 1945, a total of 13 million Jews and others unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. China established gun control in 1935. From 1948 to 1952, 20 million political dissidents unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. Guatemala established gun control in 1964. From 1964 to 1981, 100,000 Mayan Indians unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. Uganda established gun control in 1970. From 1971 to 1979, 300,000 Christians unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. Cambodia established gun control in 1956. From 1975 to 1977, one million educated people unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. And the defenseless people rounded up and exterminated in the 20th century because of gun control was 56 million people. Mm. There you go. I mean, so do we not do we not heed those warnings? I mean, that's the question. Why why do we believe that it couldn't happen to us? I I would really like a good a good argument why it could never happen to us. And I, I'd like to hear somebody like John McCain uh, explain that to somebody me. that's been uh, locked up in a rat hole for how long was he locked up in a rat hole? Uh, I, th- I think it's like it's ten like, years. Yeah, it was a while. Twenty years. Something and why anybody would think it would be remotely a good idea for somebody that's been locked up in a rat hole to have an opinion on anything? I don't know. Well, no. See, I think he's. I think the man had to go gone mad. I mean, you would think that he would be a defender, but he has been nothing but a government control. And I would think that that would be the last <clears throat> thing you'd want. Well, you have to. You have to realize one. I, I respect the fact that he was a POW. I mean, that's. Uh, I don't think that would eliminate him from being a public servant. I mean, he, he made the ultimate sacrifice for our country um, by doing that. Now, I don't understand, though, why he acts like he does now, why he doesn't defend. That's uh, what I'm saying. Civil, you know, and, and his his stance would be that, you know, he's trying to protect America from ever having to deal with something like that. But he's used to fighting these wars. Here's the thing. He's used to fighting these wars all over, and yeah. I think he's lost – uh, touch with the fact that we might, you know, he, he might just be in the middle of something very bad. I, I, I have a hard time believing. I think he thinks that the government needs to come in and control hmm. the people, and so he doesn't end up in a rat hole again. That's what I think. 
Mm. And you want to talk about somebody with post-traumatic stress <laughs> disorder that wow. doesn't probably need to be owning a gun, it would be John McCain. But I'm not going there because I believe that everybody has the right to defend themselves. But this is the same kind of guy that comes in and tells me that federal government trumps my state rights. I don't like him. He's also the one that had uh, my my people's uh, from Charleston, South Carolina, uh, had their uh, Confederate flag as well as uh, their Constitution taken down um, from the state capitol. He agreed with that to, to be the case and needed to be done. So, you know, I just have a hard time defending somebody like John McCain. And if I need to find out why he was so weird, I'm just going to point at the fact that he was locked up in a rat hole. Well, and I, it's a, you're entitled to your, uh, yeah, your it's very all, unique opinion, but you have good points. You do have good points. You can make a good argument for it. Uh, it's just scary. And I, we, we wonder who, who is the, the defender of, of the people now? Uh, who is actually defending the people? When I mean the people, the individual. Who's defending the individual? Nobody Who's is. out there? You have Rand Paul oh, okay. defending the individual. You have uh, Mike Lee's doing a pretty good job. You have uh, Justin Amash in the House doing a good job. And there's others, but you know those those are the main ones. What do you think of uh, Ted Cruz? Have you seen Ted Cruz? Uh, I don't know enough about him. It's kind of, I mean, it's like Rand for me. I, I like Rand. Um, I agree more with Rand than I agree with anybody else in politics right now. Okay. So for me, he's a okay in that regard. But just nature-wise, I'd like to kind of see a little bit more. You know, I don't know. I he sides a little bit too much. With, he 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 gets too many things done. He agrees too much. Like his father was like, you know, if it had, no, if it had anything, no, yeah, it was no, no straight no, down. No. Right. And, and that's what I really liked about Ron Paul is that he, you know, really stuck up for, you know, what was, what was right in that regards. I'm not so sure about Rand, even though I do, I mean, I like Rand. Rand mm-hmm. is the best one out there. I don't know about, um, Cruz. I have, I'm, I'm still out on Cruz. What do you think? Uh, I think that Ted Cruz is an interesting, interesting person. I, I like him as a, he's a great speaker. I don't know if I'm believing him though. Uh, some red flags about Ted Cruz, number one. And this isn't like a, a I don't believe just because people are involved in organizations that they're automatically bad, even if the organization's bad or we think it's bad. But his wife's a member of the Council of Foreign Relations, which is something that at least opens my eyes. When I see, So is George Soros. Yes, exactly. So whenever I see uh, Ted Cruz uh, attacking Hegel and other people over their stance on Israel, I just wonder if he is going to blindly follow Israel into a world war. And we don't need somebody like that. One thing that gives me uh, hope with Obama, that's almost funny to say, hope with oh Obama. This is a small amount of hope if, his, if for some chance his intentions are good. Okay. Good as in he has better morals than I think he does. If his intentions are good and he doesn't want to get in a mess with Israel and he realizes uh, some of the things that Israel has done. Um, I think it could be a very good thing for America and our foreign policy. Uh, I think Hegel could be 
uh, a good person to, to pick over there because he has denounced uh, some of Israel's actions. He's, he's said specifically that uh, since 1968 they haven't followed any of the same th- the same things that everyone else has had to follow. All of the agreements that they made, <clears throat> they haven't been they haven't been following. They are they are guilty of war crimes. And he says Israel's headed towards apartheid if they don't, uh, you know, if at the rate that they're going. In other words. Which was very. These are statements. These are the statements that Cruz was wanting to get out of him that he made a few years ago. So, I have hope with Hegel. See, I don't like. I like the Israeli people. I love my Jewish friends, but I feel uh, about as bad about. Actually, I probably feel worse about the Israeli government than I do about the American government. I mean, uh, he also called Netanyahu a lunatic, but the heads of the Israeli government. I mean, they are brutal, brutal. Thank, I mean, if, it was, if, they were, if they were the president in America, they'd be considered dictators. I mean, they stifle free speech. Anybody who talks against Israel, I mean, they, they encourage hatred towards people that speak out against the government. They encourage it. It's not encouraged to speak out against uh, wars and, and those type of things. Not that it's encouraged here, but in America, you're pretty, you, you, know, you, you pretty much can do it. There, no, no, no. I mean, you're spit at, you're... I mean, it's bad, bad news. They want to shut it all down. And they are frightened. They're frightened that the truth will come out about them. One thing that's interesting about John McCain, his dad uh, was the admiral in charge uh, uh, when the the USS Liberty was uh, bombed by Israel. And his dad was the one who covered it up. So uh, that could tell you a little bit about his loyalty towards Israel because his dad covered up that 1968 uh, ship being bombed, USS Liberty, where uh, we lost um, a lot of U.S. soldiers. It was an intelligence ship off the coast of Israel. Israel bombed the hell out of it, tried to sink it. Uh, the president at the time turned his back on on the people on the ship because Amazing. he knew that you know they they were they were going to sink it. And this is declassified stuff. It's not. A, there's been a couple of books out uh, arguing for. The uh, the admiral, you know, John McCain's dad, and what the government did, but those books are all pro-government people that were, you know, more propaganda books. The people on the USS Liberty said they specifically saw the Israeli flags and they you knew it was Israel, and they're waving the American flag. Like, what are you guys doing? It was it was a long long time they were dealing with this, and uh, Israel they were trying to sink the ship. American. Uh, planes to help them out were called down. They were left there to die uh, by our government. 1968 USS Liberty. I strongly encourage people to look that up and see what really happened during that. But that was that was John McCain's dad. He was an admiral at the time. So <clears throat> the blind faith towards Israel. Israel runs our foreign policy in a lot of ways, especially on the neocon side, especially on the. Republican side. I'm not. They, how about they our banks? Not. How about how about uh, our entertainment industry? Yes. I mean, we are owned by the Zionist Jews as far and and we are and we're paying for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're giving them money hand over fist in order to be influenced by these people. Well, and I'm starting to think it's just my gut, but I, I'm really starting to think that I'm right. Is that Obama is not in support of of what they've been doing? 
Uh, I do believe Obama is, uh, he's doing a lot of crazy, th- crazy things that are really worrying me. About the, what is it, the F-16s that they're giving to the, um, yeah, to Egypt's mm-hmm. government? And what else are they giving to them? The rocket uh, launchers and yes, all sorts they, of. They, uh, they are supplying right. arms. And, you know, uh, that is a problem on that sense. Because you, you wonder, okay, let's, let's say Obama's on a good side and, and doesn't want, or on what I consider a good side, a lot of people would consider a bad side, not wanting Israel to have full reign over our foreign policy. Uh, that would be great, but if, he's, if he is arming other countries against them, that is a major, major problem. And I do not agree with him. Actually, I mean, we, don't, we both don't agree in any foreign aid. And it's pretty amazing that we give foreign aid to Israel, but we're also, and we say that we're going to support them no matter what. And then we give it to their enemies. And we give it to their enemies. We've been doing that for years. I mean, look at Mubarak. Of course, Mubarak was pro-Israel in the sense that he kept a lot of peace in the Middle East, but he was a a dictator that we propped up for 30-plus years. I mean, he tortured people. He did horrible, horrible things. He executed people. I mean, he was a a dictator, much like Saddam Hussein. Mm -hmm. Uh, He ran more of a... Uh, legitimate government than Saddam. Uh, he actually encouraged American tourists, and they actually protected American tourists. You get off a point in Egypt, and they have their armed guards, and their job is to look out for the Americans. You know, mm-hmm. let's look out for the tourists that are coming to their country to look at the the pyramids and things like that. But uh, we should not be propping up the Muslim Brotherhood over there uh, with arms that are eventually going to be used against Israel. It's inevitable. They are used in- against Israel? How about against us? I mean, oh, well, of course I, you know, I don't really that. give a flying flip about Israel. I really don't. I mean, I don't think we should be giving foreign aid. I think they should be turned loose to go kick some ass, but, you know, to everybody that's surrounding them. I mean, they're like this little dot in the middle of, you know, Muslim world. But, and, yeah. You and know, and there, there's that's no crazy. Way, well, and there, there's no way that they can, uh, their little country can afford a war longer than two months. It's impossible. And that's what you all realize. America, we can we can go to war for a very long time. Israel, not so much. They would have to have the UN. And I wish they'd just be picking more friends and helping more people and being a little bit more friendly, uh, because then they could have you know people would support them a little bit more. But they're they're ruling with the iron fist. And and but I, I'll tell you this: they're doing what what uh, they think is best to protect Israel. And if we were Israel. We would want America backing us up 100%. We would want the strongest uh, military might in the world uh, saying they're going to defend us no matter what. That's like the best back ever. You want to mess with us, you got to mess with America too. That's what it's basically saying. So, I mean, from, from that standpoint, they're very smart in getting the United States to back them up. Yeah, and I guess it really comes down to the, uh, the fact that we have such low criteria um, low expectations. It's like you know the kings um, long time ago when they conquered, they took all the goods. We get nothing in return. I mean, we don't even get any sort of uh, you know republic over there, free republic, no. uh, or I mean, I don't. Are they considered capitalist? I mean, what 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 kind of? I don't yeah. even know. Mm-hmm. Crony capitalist, probably much like how we are. Yes. Um, not true capitalism. I mean, what's crony capitalism really? When corporation does. And, and government are in business together. I mean, that's really uh, how fascism, that's fascism right there. Uh, people, you know, we, we live in more of a fascist age than a communist age. Um, so what do you think about what China's doing right now uh, with their with their yen and with uh, the fact that they've been buying a lot of gold, so has Russia, tons and tons of gold. They're loading up. Do you think that they're uh, uh, going to soon... Uh, 
denounce the United States dollar as the world currency? Um, I definitely think that it is uh, hugely possible. Um, the only the only drawback China has is that they are a parasite to us. It is imperative for our economics to continue in order for them to thrive economically. Look at Walmart made in China, made in China, made in China. Look at everything that you have. I mean, everything you can probably from your underwear to your socks to your toothbrush, everything is made in China. So it's a symbiotic relationship we've got going on. They buy our debt, but we have to continue going economically because they can't so they won't be able to survive without us economically now if they change the dollar we're screwed um a lot of people are screwed um and they've been going around for years buying up natural resources uh they are uh digging left and right for you know um different types of um minerals and stuff so they're very smart in that and quite frankly he he who dies with the most you know, minerals wins is really kind of the the game, and I think that that's more where their security could possibly come from. I do think it's imperative for our government to kill our economy in order to make us a one world order under the UN. I think we are the last domino to fall, and the only way it can fall, and uh, for this to happen, is for our economy to uh, to to absolutely drain. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's in our government's interest for our dollar to 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 absolutely be worth nothing. Right now, it's really it, it's not worth much at all. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's already pretty much there. It's just the final execution of it. Will they actually do that? I don't know. It really depends on how important their symbiotic relationship is to the American economy. I would like to think by looking at all the the you know crud in my house that's made in china that they're that they depend tremendously on our economics here mm-hmm. um you know i i, I just i don't know I, I don't know how to answer that for you and who we need to bring in is uh my husband he's got a lot to say on that i mean he'll actually give you nightmares uh talking about it but um, I just I just do think that the the Chinese do need us for that, but they don't mm-hmm. need us for anything else. And they're already in our country buying up cities. I know. Um, they are uh, already buying up lakes, you know, waterways, and bottling it and shipping it back to China. So, quite frankly, you know, I, I look at the public schools here and I look at them. I'm like, look, I want my child speaking Mandarin. And they had a principal. I was like, why Mandarin? And I'm like, because I want my child to be able to speak to the executives, not to not to the management. I don't want my child to be in a management position. I mean, that's it. We are owned by China. They own us. Will they ever collect on that? I don't know. But I do think that this government that we've got going on, Republican and Democrat, uh, are – it is imperative for our economy to fall. It is imperative for them to do a government takeover, and they're going to call, they're doing everything they possibly can to screw around with the markets and screw around with people's livelihoods. It is so obvious, it is so evident, and that people don't know that is that's why we are 
in the position we are in. Well, they're, they're in a perfect position too right now uh, <clears throat> to um, to take over. And if it is if it is an extremely strategic plan that they've been making, they're they're gonna. I mean, they're so far above us. Just imagine if you controlled a country and nobody knew that you controlled it, and you could put things in place to affect people at different ways and you had strategies and plans just like any other business to grow the business and to get what you want out of the Wag business. Wag the and, dog. Exactly. And so um, that is a, a, a very real possibility. You said that the Republican Party, there was a coup. And uh, I, I believe that you're, you're correct. There was a coup. Uh, I think it was probably from the left. Uh, that mm-hmm. wanted to eventually rule the people, and not left as in Democrats. I'm talking about left as in communists, socialist, communists, yeah. and Marxist. Uh, you know, they they could have easily. I mean, the, getting a CIA director as a president is so dangerous. And so you have a CIA director who's in bed with. I mean, okay. I mean, everybody knows the CIA is in the drug business. Come on, it's what's what they do. I mean, look at the planes that have crashed. Of course, it doesn't ever make mainstream media. We know what the CIA is capable of. 1953-1973, MKUltra, where they raped and tortured uh, American citizens for uh, uh, brain um, for uh, brainwashing exercises. That's what they did. That was released in 2001, 20,000 pages. Uh, they are capable of very, very horrible things. Uh, they're, they're already running an illegal operation with all the drug trade. President Bush was was in the CIA director. He's all in bed with all these evil, evil people, and that's what it would take uh, to take over a, a country. Get somebody like George Bush in office uh, that was the director of the CIA and have him shift the country, have him put his other son in a few years later who was completely unqualified to, to run a country. He doesn't – he was just not an intelligent person. How he got elected, I mean, it's Karl Rove. Uh, he's marketing to dumb people. It's really what he's doing. Liberals like, oh, what's going on? But then George Bush gets in there, the the junior, George Bush Jr. gets in there, and he uh, increases the size of the federal government by seventy five percent. He he gets uh, he enacts no child left behind. Oh, uh, what a mistake is, that was. Oh yeah, which is you know increases the size of Department of Education by fifty percent by doing that. Mm. You know he he gets us into the Iraq War. Uh, where and, and swore they had weapons of mass destruction. Well, he, he swore based on bad intelligence, if if you believe his story. But that's what got us into the war. And and, and now, uh, ten years later, we're not even w- willing to say that that war was a mistake. And if we do, we're not patriotic. Like, wh- why should we? Say? In a hundred years, they're going to look back and say, "What the hell were you thinking? You relied into a war." And it's not like Vietnam, where we relied into that war, where we said that we were attacked. Our ships were attacked, and we weren't, and the people just didn't know. Mm-hmm. This is a lie. Blatant. Yeah, and the people are accepting of it that killed a lot of American citizens that spent trillions of dollars that kept us at war for 10 years, and we're accepting of this lie as it was still a good thing. Wait, you just wanted to go over there. You would have gone over there for any reason. That's what you're saying. We just had to make up something as big as a nuclear weapon being in in Iraq to get you to go to it. But hey, why are you upset about this? Well, because you know what? We finally said if they have a nuclear weapon, we want to go in. We're not going to allow that to happen. We're upset because it, it wasn't there. You lied to us. 
and now you're telling us that we're crazy for being upset about it. It makes absolutely no sense. There's there's no legitimate. It's the, sh- it's the shell game. Oh, exactly. It's the shell game, and you know the American people have been duped. Uh, I think they're slowly waking up. If they you know they continue to be duped, though the ones that that argue these things that, that have these you know shallow arguments that mm-hmm. are weak and feeble, but yeah. What can you do? Well, I mean, I think that um, I think what uh, if we have any gold in the Federal Reserve left, which I doubt we do. Um, but if it would just just say by chance, you know, it was all there, then I don't think that there would really be a threat on the American dollar to a certain point. I mean, am I right? I mean, wouldn't if if we had all this gold that was still in the Federal Reserve that's supposedly still there backing up all of our debt and whatnot, then technically our dollar is safe, right? No, no, no. We, we don't have gold backing up our debt. We haven't had that since 1972. That's when, no, 1971, that's when Nixon took us off the gold standard. Well, that's true. But still, but there, 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 we, <clears throat> you got to have something backing up these dollars. There's nothing to back up. That I means well, it's monopoly well, money. Otherwise, it's not debt. Well, that's what it is. It's, it's monopoly money. Now, we did. Nixon did tie the dollar. He made a deal with Saudi Arabia. That's why we were over in the Middle East. He made a deal with Saudi Arabia uh, that where all oil in Saudi Arabia is bought with U.S. Treasuries. That's, where, um, that's what he switched to back in the US. That's why we're always at war over there. I mean, it's like he's got, we got to protect Saudi Arabia because that's what our, our, that's what's backing our dollar, their oil. That's, oh God. That makes sense? Well, yeah, well, no. <laughs> yes, but no, it does not. Yeah, you wonder why we're at war over there, people. It's because that's what our dollar is backed by. Uh, and those neocons knew it back then. Nixon, he knew it. He was in bed with the, with the Middle Eastern Idiots. He was in, in bed with people like uh, the Shaw, which you know the Shaw is an, an interesting, uh, an interesting person. I mean, we put him into power in 1953, uh, overthrowing an elected government. This isn't a government that had formed itself. This wasn't a coup. This was an elected government. We're supposed to be this great republic. Uh, some like some people now call us a democracy. This great democracy, as some people would say now, but. We overthrow an elected government, one of the same principles that we're supposed to be defending, uh, and we install the Shah as a dictator, although he wasn't a horrible dictator, he wasn't a brutal dictator, but we still installed uh, somebody to run that country. It's a, it's a nightmare. Then when our hostages get taken in 1979, uh, as payback for us overthrowing their government in 1953, we're like, oh, look at Iran. They're the bad guys. Uh, it's like, yeah, well, you know what? We really screwed their people out of freedom in 1953. We did this to them. We uh, chose their ruler for them because evidently we it was in our best thought interest. we knew better than the people. So, And when I say we, I mean our government. Our government is not us, just like we generally is not uh the people it's the, it's it's just a it's a it's a true nightmare that we've got ourselves into and i don't claim to have all the answers or know all the intricacies and we can we can simplify it we do simplify it for sure uh but sometimes you got to go back to the damn basics i mean you got to say you know what we screwed this up we're going to go on principle we have to we were wrong about that what would happen if america came out 
and said, we were wrong about this, we were wrong about this, we were wrong about this. America, uh, I think, is capable of doing that. It's the elites that are going to benefit off of it that won't, and it's money is power, and that's who's in power. Mm-hmm. They are nowhere near going to play that game. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a very close and tense situation right now that they've created for, for the people, and now because of the Internet, uh, the people are waking up. Can you imagine, you know, just 15 years ago, the internet wasn't near as big as it is now. Oh, so no. back then, these politicians and stuff only had to worry about uh, their business getting out over, you know, on the TV or on the radio. Now the internet, I mean, it's lightning fast. They have, I mean, things get out immediately, and it's really been a game changer for the people uh, of the country because you know they can hold these people, they can hold the the politicians accountable if they make bad statements. The problem is you have the mainstream media now going on the internet and and taking over and and the people keep talking about the people the people uh stop really caring about a lot of these issues because there's so many you find out so many things about your government and you stop you stop caring it's like well it's like rodney king when that tape came out in 1992 and was on every major television station you had the the L.A. riots. People were upset. They should have been. That guy was beat down, like, for no reason. He obviously wasn't a threat. Like, you know, why don't you just put handcuffs on him? He's Move over Rodney. There's Chris Dorner. Well, <laughs> and, and so now, if you go online and watch police brutality videos, I mean, you, you see you see just the most frightening and, and hateful things going on, and you see cops beating. There's, like, compilations of these cops just beating people way That's worse terrible. than Rodney King. And the people don't say anything. This was 25 years ago, you know, and it was on the major news network of all this stuff. They would be like, you know, they, they would rise up. Now they're so apathetic. They've been desensitized, slowly but surely desensitized. And so although we have... Uh, Who are they being desensitized the most from? you think the <clears throat> media? Do you think it's from entertainment industry? I don't think they ever realized they had an option to fight. I don't think they ever realized that they had uh, a Bill of Rights and that, you know, how that really really works whenever you realize that and you realize everything that's going on and and how the government is really the cause of almost all of these problems it's not the people it's the government the government you know now i do have to say that the government is a is voted by the people and we have to hold you know we are responsible uh but the government has such a monopoly on power and force and they have the money and they can do whatever they want and they can persuade the people through the media which is owned by just a few corporations uh on what they want them to think say eat drink everything that's what they do so the battle is for information the battle is for the truth people should be searching for the truth all the time uh, on these situations and that's that's unfortunately not what we get today Hey, um, before we end this thing, I wanted to go over the list real quick of um, companies in the United States that don't pay taxes. All right. It's pretty it's pretty eye opening. Um, Of course, you have General Electric, PG and E Core, Verizon Communications, DuPont, Baxter International, Tenet Healthcare, Rider System, El Paso, Honeywell International, CMS Energy. 
Conway, Navistar International, DTE Energy, Interpublic Group, Mattel, Corning, uh, Wells Fargo, American Electric Power, Pepco Holdings, Computer Sciences, Centerpoint Energy, I don't even know how you say this, Nysource, N-I-Source, Duke Energy, Boeing, Net NetEra Energy, Consolidated um, Edison, uh, PACCAR, P-A-C-C-A-R, um, Wisconsin Energy, FedEx, and the bad part about it is, is that not only are some of these not paying, or are these not paying taxes? Some of them are getting paid by our government mm-hmm. millions of dollars, right? And that's like I, I don't, I don't get this. Well, it's because the tax burden has been put on the people, and not the corporation. So. Uh, I get it. The, the The corporations are the ones that have the money to pay the lobbyists and uh, uh, to get the lobbyists to pay the politicians to keep them from having taxes, right? So the people don't have the uh, resources to get laws changed uh, to benefit them. It's that simple. I, you know, I know, and I understand. I mean, I, I get it. I'm just saying, I just don't get don't it. Get it. I'm with I, you. It's like uh, it's, it's so obvious that uh, it's unbelievable. It's kind of the same thing I was trying to say with the Federal Reserve thing. Well, it's just I, 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 I get it, but I don't get it. I mean, I just don't understand why this is allowed to happen in this country, and we're this in debt that nobody signed up for, and here we are coming up on taxes. Have you gotten your taxes together? Uh, <clears throat> not yet. <laughs> not yet. No, I mean I've, I've been obviously saving all year, but uh, no, I don't have my taxes together yet. Hey. Whoa! There goes the samurai sword. Hey. <laughs> but no, I got I got a little time, thankfully. Yeah. And uh, yeah, boy, taxes are rough right now. I'm telling They're you, it's so rough. It's 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 tough right now for for people like us who. Are somewhat self-employed and are playing the game right. Yeah, are playing the game right. <clears throat> we pay our taxes and we pay our bills and we go and work and we try to be good Americans by keeping up with what's going on. And you know, I try to read at least an hour a day. You know, on yeah. this type of stuff. So it's uh, it's very unfortunate that we're the ones being punished. We're the ones that are paying the taxes. The other 47% of Americans that are on food stamps aren't paying taxes. And getting free cell phones, by the way. Mm-hmm. I need to apply for one of those free cell phones. Yeah, I do too. Well, I need even some free stuff. Even playing field. I, I mean, need an Obama phone. It would be more of an even playing field if I didn't have to pay for all this stuff, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, hell, I'd be all for this damn Obamacare uh, if I didn't have to pay for it. And it was great health care for what we're doing right now. I'm paying like $510 a month for my single person insurance just for me and to me that's outrageous i mean five hundred and ten dollars a month i'm not not talking about a family just me so um is it a family of four family of five is now paying twenty thousand dollars a year for health insurance oh wow i didn't know that yeah thanks to obamacare well so while everybody else is getting uh free stuff you know, we're paying, and then at the same time, you know, they pretty much can turn around and say, oh, you don't really need this. Well, you know, knowing what I know about the medical tourism industry now and seeing how much I use my insurance, uh, I, I was thinking about 
getting rid of my insurance and just doing like a, a major medical. And you know, I use natural stuff for everything else. I don't, I don't need this insurance. Are you I, talking I, about like Aflac? I don't know. I haven't really. Uh, I well, just, I don't know if that's major medical. I'm talking about like let's just say if I get injured, you know, let's say thousand thousand dollar or five thousand dollar deductible. Uh, and I pay for my doctor's visits because I pay for my doctor. My, my doctor would be cheaper for you just to pay out of pocket. Probably. Yeah, I, I use specialty doctors that don't uh, accept insurance anyway. So my right. two doctors, I mean, I'm getting all this great, amazing care uh, that you know I wish everybody could get. Yeah, I have to pay for it. I pay five hundred dollars for my first visit, and then one seventy nine every six months. I go see them every six months, and I check my blood work. My blood work uh, is once a year things about three to three to five hundred dollars. So, I mean. That's what I do to stay healthy. I have them look at my blood levels and see what vitamins I need to add to my diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that makes a heck of a lot more sense than, okay, why don't you take this pill to mask this symptom, but we're not going to get your vitamin levels up to where your body can do this naturally. And you won't need all this crap and this toxicity in your body. Yeah, Western medicine just does not make sense anymore. I think that's kind of one of the major problems with the, with Western medicine mm-hmm. is that they – need to take that holistic approach in basic I mean just basic common sense common sense they don't use any common sense whatsoever mm-hmm. yeah well it's it's the uh, it's the idea that the medicine that you're giving people uh, is always better than the body and that uh, you treat symptoms but you don't look for a cure I mean, all these medications are just treating symptoms. Well, if they cured you, they'd have no business. You got it. They'd have nobody coming, customers. And you have to be a repeat customer. And just imagine when they figured that out, they're like, hmm, I could make this right here, which people would have to take for the rest of their life, or I can make this right here and it would be eradicated. Yeah. You know, never have to deal with it again. But there's no money in that. I mean, just look at Ibogaine. Ibogaine's a perfect example. <clears throat> Ibogaine could be administered safely in America and have a much higher success rate than Suboxone or Methadone, in my opinion. Uh, I think it already does have a higher success rate than Methadone and Suboxone. Uh, and I could only imagine how high of a success rate it would have if someone were to do Ibogaine, which is about a 36-hour experience, and then immediately go to rehab uh, thereafter, uh, have a very specific program for them. That would the, Their success rate would be through the roof because I, th- I think there are a lot of good things in drug treatment that they go through there's a lot of uh, good programs and then working through the issues because mm-hmm. you know a lot of times when somebody's an addict they've hurt a lot of people for a long time and so at a certain point they're just taking the drugs because they can't deal with all the damage that they've caused so they have to forgive themselves no. yeah exactly so I think that that treatment has a, a lot of good aspects but I think that I began would be you know a, an amazing combination with that and it's really unfortunate that uh, you know we don't we don't use things like that. We don't use. It's not things. just that you don't use things like that here in the United States. I mean, it's illegal. It is illegal. You're talking about DMT, dimethyl uh, tryptamine. Oh yeah. You know, DMT is is in every living thing uh, on the planet. It's in blades of grass. Uh, DMT is a Schedule One drug in America, uh, but oddly, it's illegal to possess. Uh, but we all possess it uh, in our bodies. It's what our brain uh, pineal gland releases when we sleep. It's what makes us dream. Uh, we're all manufacturing DMT all the time in our bodies. So we're so, all illegal uh, 
we all possess this so we're all illegal oh yeah i mean we're all technically illegal because of because of the dmt so you know it's one of those things that doesn't really make sense ibogaine and dmt has a lot of um spiritual benefits too it could have some therapeutic benefits if the united states would allow people to to really research it and see you know see what it does so um you know it is a uh, psychedelic drug it does send you off to outer space and a completely other dimension um you get to meet aliens <clears throat> aliens or whatever else is out there or maybe demons. some may, yeah or maybe some issues that you've been having in life and you have to face them too uh, it, it completely strips away your ego, which ego is probably the cause of all the evils that we're seeing in the world today. So if you take away your ego, uh, if you took away the ego of, of all these politicians and stuff and really lived in a, in a peaceful uh, manner, it would be, it would be a, a, a much better world, I think. We wouldn't have all this crap. We wouldn't have these governments fighting and that people of the countries could actually unite. There's a lot of narcissism going on. Oh, yes. So much narcissism. But anyways, Melanie, it's been fun. Yeah. Always good to hang. Check us out at www.freedomcartel.net. That's www.freedomcartel.net. With a little bit of Rebel Inc. Yeah, it's Rebel Inc. There was a story told a thousand years ago that the oppressed will break the shackles that take control. The city's gonna burn, the world is gonna turn You read about it all the time, but you never learn I see this every day, 